Shut up and sit down. there vault hunters this is typhoon de leon and you're listening to third shift welcome to episode 161 i almost said 162 because eric told me that's what the episode was but i know better because i know what's going on so of course on the episode you got me typhoon de leon played by matt today oh man it's so good and also we got eric and we start the show off like we do every time hey eric how's your turn pile of a life coming buddy oh man it's so great just love it. I love it when I'm not the one that doing his stupid voice and Matt's doing the stupid <laughs> voice. It's the best. I get to it's just great. sit here it's a good time. I love it. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm doing wonderful, Tyvin. I've had a great time. I've been listening to your logs all over all the four planets, learning about your wonderful life, being a turd farmer, and it makes me wish I was a turd farmer, <laughs> considering talking to the wife and seeing if we can change our, you know, our professions here. I got a little land. I can buy some more. It'll be great. It's going to be a f***ing wonderful... Whoa, I said a bad word. <laughs> well, you've already told me you're, become, you're going to become a dirt farmer this week. Yes, I sure so am. Just, so you're farming like a, like the, 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 the very back end of turds. Like turds become dirt. Yeah. So you're just... So the, you're working your way up. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah, I'm starting it off. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting it off. Yeah, I'll get my own voice. There you go, Vault Hunter. You're doing it. <laughs> Soon you'll be rolling a tons just like me. And I have a weird voice, just like you do. <laughs> Your accent's all oh, over the board. Mine's going to fall apart, too. It's, it's going to be a really bad episode. It's so <laughs> if you want to be annoyed, welcome to Third Shift. Hey. We're a bunch of stupid assholes. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Now, if y'all don't know, which I'm sure most of you listening do, because, you know, we've been saying this forever, we're coming up on another quarter end, all right? Oh, God. So, my Jesus. week up to this point has been the, the quarter end dread, you know, just kind of marching forward, knowing it's coming, and just being sad about it. But mm-hmm. the sadness has been broken many times over because I've been playing the hell out of Borderlands 3. I am close to the end here. We're finishing up. I'll probably finish up tonight or tomorrow. One of the two for sure. It's going to happen. Probably tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. So probably tomorrow. I'll be done. I've been playing it every freaking spare moment I can find. It's been like in huge, tiny little chunks, like all over the place, like 45 minutes here, an hour here, 45 minutes there, half hour here, because that's just what I've got available to me right now. I've been having a good time with it. Real world, not too much going on. You know, just uh, as Matt was mentioning and alluding to, this coming up weekend, right before the quarter end, I, uh, I'm i going to be doing this giant, stupid French drain, so i got to dig this huge trench all the way across my yard, and then all the way out to the stream that's out front. So that's going to be great. And then, of course, i got to take this P-Stone, which I've already previously told you guys about, which is 50 pounds a bag, and I've got 166 bags or something like that. I've got <laughs> I've got to haul that. And then I've got to pour that in with the piping and pour that in and then pour it over top and then put the dirt back on top of the P-Stone. And that's what I'm doing right before we head into Tuesday, the quarter end. Quarter end. <laughs> so I think I'm going to hate my life. Well, 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 better than that. Tuesday quarter end where you got to change and work. I was going to mention it up, yes. <laughs> and then friend of the show, Howard, bless his soul, doesn't want to do his normal shifts anymore. So I became the chosen one to take over third shift for our wonderful quarter end. So I'll be working uh. all night long, sleeping in the daytime, going to work all week and weekend next week. Therefore, if we do me with a show, it's going to be a weird show. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And it will. I'm hoping I'll get there. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. That's what I've been up to. I've been looking at that this last weekend. What did I do? I feel like I did something. I don't know what I did, though. But I did something. Did I go camping? I don't know. Was this a camping weekend this last week? It was. It was, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, camping was, yeah. this last week. Holy cow, we went up camping. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'll tell you, I'll make this brief. But I will say, love camping. You guys all know this. I do it all the time. I thought this was going to be one of my fall camping trips. All right, and I was sorely disappointed. It was like freaking 94 yeah. degrees, muggy as a freaking mug outside the entire weekend. And then to boot, it rained on us, 
Saturday evening for a couple hours, and then all Sunday while getting around and packing, which we were going to stay until noon when we have to leave, we had to pack up immediately because it was just raining, 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 raining. And so I was like, <sighs> very much sad. Had fun all the rest of the time, but just sad that that didn't work out the way I was hoping it was going to. But we got one more this year, and I'm hoping I get my fall camping trip where it's in the low 60s, breeze, the crisp air, you know, all the fire roaring, and just you want to be around it, and you're like, yeah, crackling fire. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the spirit. I mean, you got to get that because it's the weather's already taken a turn this week mm-hmm. into that low 60s, and like it'll creep up to like 71 at the max. So I think another couple weeks, I think you'll be good. Yeah, I, I assume that's going to be the case. I hope so. And then last but not least, I think I mentioned this before, but in case I didn't, we have purchased the Um. Oh, I have purchased my Umicon ticket, so I am good to go. Yeah. Oh, I Matt mine. did his too, so we're for sure 100% golden. It's going to be a great time. I got mine with, with two hours uh-huh. left to I go. knew you were going to cut it close. I was like, oh, this guy is going to be the one after telling me I better do it because it's going to make life easier for us. He's going to be the one that fails. <laughs> I, I woke up and saw your text. Hey, it's the last day. I went, yeah, I'm going to do that. Let me make breakfast first. And then while I was making breakfast, I went whoosh. And I was sitting right there on the couch just watching wrestling or something. I went, oh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like hour and fifty one minutes left. Where's my, where's my credit card? Run, put it in. Let's just throw a ticket. Go. Okay. Woo. Shoosh. Gosh, bless. So we're both going. We can't wait to show you more pictures, cool things that we did while we were there. It's going to be an exciting time for third shift, and of course for all of you listening and watching on your different little thingy bajiggies and devices, because mm-hmm. we're going to fill you in on all the cool things we saw and did once we go. That's at the end of October. So please be excited. So that was it for my week. I'm sure there's something I missed, but whatever. Well, how about you, Matt? See, I totally forgot things I did this week. I had to text somebody else. I'm like, do we do anything on Sunday? And the person went back, blah, this. I went, oh, yeah, that's it. But I actually had a busy weekend because on Friday night, I went out to a pure pro wrestling show up in St. John's at the VFW up there. little indie promotion around Michigan. Had no idea they even existed until they followed me on Twitter. And I was like, what's pure pro wrestling? Click. Oh. Local wrestling in Michigan, cool, follow. And then it was like, oh, yeah, and in two weeks we've got to show up in St. John's. I'm like, that's freaking 20 minutes away up the highway. Hell, yeah, I'll go to that. So it's the first ever, like, super indie-level show I've been to, just, you know, a little VFW hall. And it was a lot of fun. Like, everybody, all the wrestlers looked good and were pretty good for indie guys. It was just a fun, simple, you know, kind of a basic show, but the basics work. And it was a lot of fun. The one thing I thought was a little weird is they do, like, youth grappler or i think they call them like junior grappler camps and like showcases so it Uh started off like the before the event itself started it was a bunch of matches between kids and they that you could see them running through it before the show running through their matches and stuff and i was like this is you know me i was like i don't want to see no kids wrestle i want no kids here i don't want no kids wrestling i don't want none of this what's going on get these kids out of here but then you watch it and some of them were actually really surprisingly pretty good for you know like i'd say like 12 13 year olds maybe you know they're Mm -hmm. like the big bigger kids but some went through some basic matches really well some you could tell are like forgetting what the sequence was and there were some rough spots but you know it was crowd was mostly kids parents and old people and like some you know saint john's hee-haws with their cowboy hats on so Mm -hmm. it, it was a good environment to watch that kind of show and i was like you know what i'm getting into it it's fun it was cool and then you had like the indie wrestlers, you know, selling their merch at the tables after the show, so that was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. It was a it was a good show, and uh, it's pretty cheap too, like twenty buck tickets. So, oh yeah. yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen those before. Like mm-hmm. I haven't gone to one personally, but I've seen like uh, tapes of people recording them going to like a really little indie kind of setup and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a former uh, buddy from the Marine Corps who went into wrestling. Oh wow! And so yeah, so he's he he's made it above the indie, and he's in like the, the whatever the lighter end is of that. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's out in freaking down south somewhere, so I don't know what it's called. But I just see pictures of him doing that stuff, and I've seen pictures of him over the years mm-hmm. going from just VFW halls and these little just rinky dink ranks to mm-hmm. now he's like doing this like mid sized stuff where he's actually got a manager now and everything's going, and it's like really cool nice. to see. So. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar. I know what you. I could picture it in my mind's eye, man. I could see it. I could see it. 
and I and you know I follow a bunch of indie wrestlers on Twitter, so I've seen it, but I've never been there to like see it and feel it. It was so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so cool because you go from like you know I've been to the big big shows where the whole crowd is like electric and you're like part of this giant scene, and then you go to like this little tiny hall, but when the crowd's still hyped and you know everybody's into it and having fun, you just your spirits just left it up there with them. And it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, the the cultural complete opposite of a pro wrestling show at at a VFW hall, I went to the Wharton Center, Lansing Symphony Orchestra. They had an evening with Audra McDonald, who is a pretty famous soprano, not like a... I mean, she's also like an actress. She's been on a lot of TV and stuff. But it was mm-hmm. a lot of really cool, like, you know... Broadway show tunes, classic kind of jazzy stuff with the orchestra backing her up. Absolutely phenomenal. It was like the one of the most fun concerts I've ever been to because obviously I love musicals. I love old school jazz style stuff. And like everything she did was, it was awesome. It was on point. She was amazing. And then it was fun and just this cool atmosphere and just, I don't know, it was awesome. Loved it. That was a lot of fun too. And then Sunday, the third thing I did this week, other than just work and be miserable, went and saw Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt space movie. That uh-huh. was that was different than I thought it would be. It was a lot more like artistic and like I don't know something about like the the way the the shots were put together, the scenes. It was a lot more artistic feeling, more like two thousand and one than like uh-huh. I don't know the Star Wars or space stuff. I was worried about that. I was worried that it was going to be a lot more like The Martian. Mm-hmm. Than, um, than the one with like Matthew McConaughey, um, Interstellar. Interstellar. I thought it was gonna be a lot more like The Martian, and mm-hmm. that scared me because The Martian was good. Don't get me wrong; I don't regret ever seeing it, mm-hmm. but it was boring. It was boring. Good. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what it was. It was. It was uneventful. Yeah. What you mean? There you go. Uneventful. And I thought that this one had that. It had a little bit. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be some really cool space mystery." I hear, "Whoa, kind of cool things going on, like Interstellar." Mm. But then I could see the other side where I was like, "No, this might be just like a kind of a talky, thoughtful piece." So you're just kind of like, "Oh, yeah." Mm. I mean, it was it was kind of both because there is some. I mean, there's some like mystery stuff and like what's going on stuff. But then the I, I just I can't explain it. It's just it feels more like 2001. Okay. It's like these big long shots and like artistically framed shots and cool stuff mm-hmm. going on. Whereas in the trailer, you see him like falling through space and the the things exploding on the moon. And it's like, well, it's not an action movie, so I don't know. But I really enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Maybe you know, watch it for free on a on demand service or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for you. But for anyone, I will else, have to because I haven't even seen it too. I didn't I haven't seen Joker yet. Joker's. Uh, not I'm already way in. It, it isn't. They've already reviewed it like two weeks ago. Next week it comes out. What in the hell? It's, <laughs> what's going on in the world, Matt? What are they doing? Why are you going to review a movie and give all the spoilers away like three weeks before it comes out? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. That's just how it is. But hey, I will say Ed Asher was good. I don't regret. Well, I saw it in the RPX theater. I love seeing space movies in a big ass theater because you get the shots of the planet and it feels big and it feels important. Versus if I saw it on my TV, I'd go. That's a cool shot of Neptune. Instead, it's, boom, Neptune is in front of me and taking up the whole Mm -hmm. damn wall. Other than that, worked a bunch, blah, 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 all that usual stuff. And then, hey, I played this little game called Borderlands 3, and I've been having the time of my life. Just so much fun. We've said it before on both podcasts. I think it's better than I ever could have thought it would be. I mean, I still have some gripes and complaints on small things, but when I booted it up and played it, it felt new and fresh and cool. So everything is still feeling new and fresh and cool, finding new weapons, having new experiences. Like, oh, man, even today I'm finding new weapons, and it's the same type, but it feels totally new. And, oh, man, when you get that new weapon that does the good damage and feels just right in your in your virtual hands, mm-hmm. nothing beats it. God, Borderlands 3 is so good. It is so sweet. All them nice, beautiful new weapons, and the curse has been broken. I've been getting legendaries that are dropping. Mm-hmm. I, I see the orange glow all over the place. It's cut down a bit since they nerfed it, which we mm-hmm. talked about last week, but it's still there. It's still happening. They're still coming. They're just not coming as good as they were, which for me sucks because I was getting really high on that. I was just loving it. I was feeling great. 
But I understand for those who are crazy and just do nothing but play Borderlands 3, it was probably way too much, and and the burnout would probably indeed happen. So, you know, smart move, but sad for me, because I enjoy the hell out of this game. I'm having fun. The guns are unique and crazy and cool, and I'm getting the cool ones, and I'm having a great time checking them out. (laughs) I got two this play session alone. I feel like I get two every... About every other PlayStation. We, I don't think we ever said it before, so I'm going to say it here so I don't forget to say it on the show. I love that the legendaries show up on your mini-map. Like, uh-huh. I've heard the sound, and I've gone, oh, it's, there's a legendary around here somewhere, but then, you know, the cutscene will play, and you'll be over here or whatever, just so you don't ever miss it. No matter how drunk you could possibly be, you're not going to miss a star with a circle on it on your mini-map. You know, what the hell's over here? Hey, legendary, dude. Yeah, I'm so glad they took that from Diablo because mm. that was something that was fantastic in Diablo is you'd be drunk playing or just fast-moving, you know, going through quickly. Mm. You could just go through everything, push pause, go to the map, and the map had all the stars where any legendaries were that you dropped nice. while you were farming. So mm. they did that. They put it in here, and I'm like, Bam! Kudos to you, because yeah, you. it makes life so much easier. And then if you're real anxious, you know, you really, really is really hoping you're gonna get a legendary. And whenever you're opening cases, the icon appears before the legendary. Yeah. So you can just watch your mini map and just go. Nice. Is there? Oh, it wasn't there. Dang. <laughs> so you get a little head start whenever you're getting legendaries, which is awesome. Nice. So we went off track just a little bit, but that was us individually this week. Together as a team this week, we did absolutely nothing. But coming up next week on Tuesday, it's IG2G episode 63. I don't have any idea what I'm going to talk about on that episode, but it's going to be something good. I mean, we, did, we didn't do anything together, but we did record some stuff, but it was solo. So we did it apart, but in spirit, we're always together. Okay? Yeah. Uh, well, to some degree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with you when you're putting in a French drain. And I also want to say, why is it called a French drain? I want to know the, the story behind that. Like, why? I would like to know that, too. I have no idea. I haven't researched that. You think I a French drain it. would have, like, arches and, like, a fountain coming out of it? Like, mm-hmm. fancy. Yeah, no. Instead of just <laughs> a trench full of P-stone and, and a, and a freaking and a perforated tube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounds hilarious, but it is. <laughs> and you know what also is hilarious is we got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. Who even plays that game anymore? We got Borderlands 3 out here. What's going on? What kind of goon would play Borderlands 2 with 3 out? Yeah. I saw that pop up in my Twitter and went, "What? Well, surely they mean Borderlands 3, right? But no, it's for Borderlands 2. And then we got, and it, to, to, to double up on the laughability, Every, you know, I, I check the Twitter, the third shift Twitter. So I see the shift codes and I retweet them. But I don't check third shift Twitter all the time. You know, I'm busy at work, eight hours go by. And I check Twitter and it's, oh, Randy Pitchford sent out a code that expires in like one and a half hours. Oh, two hours later, he sent out a code that expires in three hours. Both codes are worthless to us now. I can't even retweet them at this point. But we did get... <laughs> We did get shift codes for golden key for single golden keys in Borderlands Three, but it, it's it they were odd timed codes, and I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, that's my that's my beef with it. I don't mind the exclusivity of it. Yeah, but the couple of them were coming out like in ungodly hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Randy, I can't be on at two in the morning. Yeah, to get it from two to six, which is what it was up for, or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that was impossible. It was impossible for me to get that co- that that key, and I wanted that key. Mm-hmm. You just took a key away from me. I was it gonna hurts. say I'm I'm under ten keys now. If I could get could have gotten those two or three keys, I'd be up over ten, and I could spend a couple right now and just be like, ah, it's burning keys. Woo! I think I've got twenty three. So I'm gonna, you know me, I'm gonna hoard those keys, man. I'm just gonna get every last one. I never use them. <laughs> I was running around on Sanctuary today, finishing up, and I was like, man, I'm like 41. That's like at least five levels since the last time I opened a, opened a chest. Maybe today's the day. And it was time to sign off anyway. But So we got some keys in Borderlands 3, and kudos to you if you had the timing and the guts to op- to redeem them and then open up your golden loot. But we also got some more VIP codes from the VIP reporter, the official Third Shift Me VIP reporter, 
at 10K Beer, our buddy Sean Haggerty on Twitter. Hey, if you know him, if your if your buddy's with him on PlayStation Network, send him your cool mail stuff as as thank you. Your cool loot that you don't need, send it to Sean. He'll appreciate it. He's a good dude. He helps us out with the VIP stuff. He's great. Indeed he is, and he's so great that he always reminds me that after the debacle of me trying to get all sorts of cool codes <laughs> for that, I haven't gone on there and touched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I need to because I still want my Malawan... Yeah, uh, legendary. That's unique to you know getting the gun, buying the guns from there, and getting the points, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I need to get back on there and use those codes that he's put up there so kindly of him, and uh, get me my, my, get myself that legendary because it's easy, it's free, it's right there. You just got to pop in the codes and get it. So it'll be handy for your secondary character because you've already out leveled all the VIP stuff. Oh yeah. Is. Well, it would be for yeah. It would be for yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- I don't know, Ac- Mara. Maybe I don't know. Who Actually, you know what? I have two because somehow I glitched out and got two of the exact same thing. So I'll mail you one. Oh, you don't even have, you don't have to touch that. Never mind. Stuff don't even gotta touch it. I don't have to. I can let it all <laughs> be forgotten and disappear into the annals of time. <laughs> It'll be glorious. Yes. <laughs> so then, roll it on into the proper news segment. In the in the gearbox slash, I mean, it's all Borderlands. There's no other gearbox stuff today. No, but in the Borderlands segment, they did have a mayhem for the masses sweepstakes event over this past week. I think it was from the 21st to the 25th, so it's over by the time we're recording this, even. But it was a sweepstakes on Twitch for any streamers who use the Echo Cast extension and then hashtagged a bunch of stuff in their stream titles. They had the ability for their community to win free subs. I, obviously, we couldn't use it because EchoCast doesn't work on PlayStation yet. But for anybody who used it, got some free subs for their community. That's always awesome. Like we said, streamer support, stream integration, it's all good stuff. I hope they get that up and running soon, too, because its it's honestly bugged me because mm-hmm. I found quite a few red chests now. Yep, yep. And, I, and every time I go to one, I just go, aw, this would... This would be so much more fun if I had some people in chat here with me who are excited for me to open it, knowing mm. that they could get something out of it. And the curse is broken. I've gotten two legendaries from the red chests. Oh, man. Two. So our wonderful peeps who watch us, follow us, take care of us would have had a shot at a legendary. And that mm. would have made me just put a big old smile on my face that the man, the myth, the legend, the light bearer, he who cannot get legendaries is giving them out. I mean, wow. What a turn of events, folks. That would have just made the news. Front lines. I mean, if cats cats being imprisoned can be on mainline news, Eric the Light Bearer could be on the news. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, you go to Yahoo front page news and God knows, only knows what you see on there all the time. <laughs> So I'm saying if that could be on the news, then so could I, right? I mean, makes that, sense. That's true. <laughs> I'm glad at least one of us is getting legendaries from the red chests. I get legendaries from enemy drops, boss drops, enemy drops. I I think I've gotten maybe one from a chest, and I don't think it was a red chest. But like you, every time I see one, I'm like, I, 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 that streamer part of my brain lights up, and I want to be like, oh, chat, here's your chest. Get some loot. And I have to go, oh, cool, it's a chest. Whites and greens, all right. I can't get it can't get everybody excited. It makes me nope. sad. I know, but that's all right. At the end of the month, as we said, they should have that up and running. Hopefully, if mm. all things go well, and then we can incorporate it and move on a merry way. Heck yeah! Speaking of surprises, and speaking of getting cool things from peeps and things you know, our boy Joe King's going to be over at TwitchCon doing a panel, inserting all sorts of cool knowledge into your brain. All right. <laughs> That's right. He's doing a panel this Sunday at TwitchCon as we're recording this at 4 p.m. called "Streaming for You versus Streaming for Me." As a, as a, as an intro stream as intro streamers ourselves, I think that'd be a cool panel to listen to because I feel like that's that's one of those things where it's you know how how do you how do you balance that or what's the difference? We don't have a big audience, so sometimes it's you know I stream for me, and if I have fun, I'm streaming. And that's it. Versus what? What is it when it when it goes the other way? Yeah, and, and should there be a balance? And sh- and should it depend on what you want out of the stream? Mm. Because if you're looking for fame and fortune and all that, and you're looking to be a big name someday, I'd imagine you're going to want to stream obviously to the audience. Whereas mm. if you're just looking to have fun, 
you stream for yourself. Well, yeah. that, that makes sense. But see, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Mm. Maybe that's something we're missing. Bam. Joe King might help explain what the hell it is we need to be doing to have more fun and get the audience. Who knows? Eddie might talk about totally different stuff than we just said, because it's a whole panel of four different people, and all I know right now is what the, what the panel title is. <laughs> so we could be just we could sound like the biggest idiots in the entire right. world. Either way, Joe King's in it, and he's going to have King's some in knowledge. It, we love Joe. Yeah, that's right. He's going to impart his impeccable knowledge upon you. So yes, friend of the show, Joe King, alumnus of the show, former guest, Joe King, doing an awesome panel. And another thing that was awesome that popped out this week, you can watch it on Sunday while you're waiting for his stream to start. They released a 10-minute YouTube video called The Weapon Audio of Borderlands 3 with Joshua Davidson, who we've talked about, a couple other audio designers or people on the audio spectrum of the development side. Really, really cool stuff here. I know, Eric, you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but they went pretty in-depth with you know, some stuff we've already talked about on the show about how all the different pieces of a gun make up its overall sound. But then they also went into detail on, they kind of did a deep dive on weapon barrels, saying stuff like, well, if you have a longer barrel, it's more accurate, but maybe a little less firepower. With a shorter barrel, much higher firepower, but less accurate. And how to represent that via the, you know, the audio end of things. But then my favorite part of it was, not only did they say all this stuff and explain it, but then they cut to video. Like, hey, here's a long-barreled Jacob's pistol. Pew, pew, that's what it sounds like. Or, you know, whatever the sound mm-hmm. was. And then they would immediately switch to the short barrel. Bang, bang. You could hear the audio difference. You know, maybe you wouldn't have really known that you heard it in the game, but your brain would know. And now that you see it, you're like, holy crap, that's how it works, and that's awesome. Well, I would say, as an astute individual, I do notice, and I have heard the differences, all right? I have you just, shot... You just hear guns going bang-bang, and you go, Yeah, I'm having a bang-bang time with my bang-bang gun. With my boo-boos. The boo-boo, making big boo-boos out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some truth in that. No, I've, I've had so many different freaking guns pass through my hands by now, mm-hmm. and all of them have a nice, cool flavor to them. I yeah. think that's... I would say it makes up like 60-70% of the gun's character, in my opinion, is the way they yeah. sound. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so distinct. It's so awesome. Just the feeling, like, right, I think I just got rid of it. I had, I don't even remember what it's called. It's a le- one of the legendaries. It shoots out a normal round, but it gets there, it explodes, and then it does a whole bunch of, like, minor explosions all around it. And mm-hmm. each of those, the gun sounding, you know, boom, it's like a nice, powerful shot feel it in your bones, hits target, then it's like a deep explosion, and then a whole bunch mm-hmm. of firecracker <laughs> all the way around. Nice. It's fantastic. That that feeling I get from the sound just alone from shooting that gun brings a smile to my face and just makes me mm-hmm. excited to shoot it again. And if you're excited to shoot the gun again, guess what? You're excited to keep playing and having fun mm-hmm. and killing more baddies on top of all the other cool crap. So kudos to that them everybody on that team to sound freaking phenomenal yeah the guns freaking oh, i can't it's just great it, it i could gush on i could gush on i'll say one last one which is i have and i think you had this one too i remember seeing you it was a, a incendiary weapon and it shot out a stream of liquid lava at mm-hmm. the target and then once it locks on mine chains i don't know if that's a i think it's an ability i have or whatever it's it chains mm-hmm. lightning so I'm getting this like, nice. like, like a, it's a, it's weird. It's like a lava meets laser beam sound. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And it's just nice meaty. You feel like you're shooting lava out of this dang gun. And then it hits and arcs and just starts, you hear their crackling sounds on mm. top of that. And once again, it just puts a smile on my face and you're watching all the psychos screaming and dying. And then, of course, with all their flavor text and stuff going on mm-hmm. and everyone screaming and dying and electricity and lava. What a joy. I actually don't think I have that gun. But, I mean, just just speaking to the uniqueness of the guns, there's one that I have, we haven't talked about in depth on the show that I want to talk about that changed the whole game for me. And it was a COV shock pistol. And every time I shot it, it sa- I mean, that sound is embedded in my head because I kept it for like 10 full levels. 
But every time I pick up a COV pistol and I start shooting it, I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't my gun. And obviously it's a different gun, but you expect, you know, from being in Borderlands 2, which they reference in this video, you expect your COV pistol that you've had forever, you expect them all to sound the same. Mm -hmm. But it's just different enough that it, and it, it doesn't hit that that same like like when you're eating like when you're eating your favorite flavor. You're like, oh man, I haven't had Delucas pizza in a while, and then you put it in your mouth. And you go, oh yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I keep expecting that whenever I pull out a COV pistol. It's not there because it's everything's you know just different Tweet, enough. Tweak just a little bit. But it, it makes everything sound so unique. So when you have that one gun, you remember that sound, and oh, it's just it's awesome. I love it. It's crazy. Yeah, they did a great job with it. And, and there's going to be, you know, it was mentioned that maybe we should do like a gun of the week sort of segment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we should talk about, consider, because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Because like you said, there's quite a few guns and grenades at this point that I would love oh, yeah. to mention on the show, bring up, talk about their skills, good things about them, bad things about them. You know, kind of give a little breakdown and why you should use it or shouldn't use it. If you find one that's like particularly bad, maybe, and like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or even just non-unique guns, like that COV pistol is not one that, you know, it had no flavor text, it wasn't a quest reward, it was some random-ass pistol Mm -hmm. I got that just stuck with me and, like I said, changed my whole play style. Like, ah, I could even go off about this, the Atlas assault rifle I just got, it's changing the game again. My handsome Jack shotgun. (laughs) And now it's, oh god, it's freaking nuts, it's awesome. Hell man, that handsome Jack shotgun had me jumping around doing all sorts of crazy weird things and... I haven't done it since, ever since I had to replace it. Everything I was doing up until that point went away. And I'm like, oh, I missed that. That was fun. That was me doing something different I don't typically do when I'm playing these types of games. So (sighs) Maybe here we call it legendary loot, but it's just the loot that has become legend in your game. In your game. Mm -hmm. Because maybe you picked up. Well, we were just talking about a grenade this today. Uh-huh. I was like, that was a pretty cool grenade. And you were like, no, no that was it, the it, grenade. It was the best grenade I've ever used in my whole life. And I went, huh? What are you, what are you talking about? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good idea, the legendary loot segment. It's got, I mean, it may not be every week because look at how we're talking about guns right now. Mm-hmm. It would be a four hour show, but that's a good idea. And I, I'm, I'm proud of myself for coming up with that awesome that, game. Yeah. Great name, great idea. I don't know who thought of that idea, but somebody did out there in, in the realm. <laughs> Maybe it was Danny. <laughs> Danny's like, shoop, quit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny mentioned it, of course, the other day to us. And, we're in, uh, you know, I don't think any of us really said much about it because of work. It's just been work. But I was looking at that, and I was like, you know, that might be a good idea instead of just trying to randomly incorporate you know, what we're liking and what guns we're liking every single show, random nilly-willy, because then, like you said, we might just go too long and end up over on all the shows for the next God knows how long, and that'd be Mm. ridiculous. So, of course, we just talked about audio design and the art of making the guns sound fantastic. Well, guess what? We're still sticking with the art, because Gearbox wasn't done yet. This last week, they went ahead and put up the Borderlands 3 Art Station Art Blast, where they put up all sorts of concept art on everything in Borderlands 3. Freaking terrain, bad guys, monsters, all the good guys, character models, vehicle models, you name it, there's something there for you to see and check out. If you're a cosplayer or into that kind of thing, you just got the dump on you. You got everything you could ever want to look at. And then... The best part, the part that really had me stoked, because I, you know, of course, popped over there and started checking out some of these pieces, was the the artwork of things that never came to be, like these mm-hmm. the different kinds of Amaras that were showcased. I thought some of those were freaking awesome, and I was like, oh, that would have been a sweet Amara. And unfortunately, that's not the one that was picked, though. So I'm like, oh, my favorite one's not there. Same with Tiny Tina. I saw a Vault Hunter edition of Tiny Tina that Amanda Christensen did. Oh my gosh, it was. Freaking beautiful. I was like, this, this should have been Tiny Tina. This is Tiny Tina. No, this is what I want my little girl to grow up to be. <laughs> uh, instead, she's still just a bonkers, crazy nut who doesn't know what the hell's going on half the time. And I went, well, that's Tiny Tina, but dang it, I was hoping she could have came up and become a crazy badass. Oh, well, what do you know? What do you get? So it was really cool to see. 
I had a good time with it. I checked out all my favorite characters, some of the bad guys, some of the terrain models things, and then, of course, bounced out because I was probably at work. I think I was at work when I was looking at it, so got mm. busy. Mm. That's all I've seen so far. Hopefully, I can get back to it and check out some more because there was a ton of stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting into this a lot more. I hadn't had a chance to touch it until like today as I was putting the show notes together. I clicked on it and I went, holy crap, there is entirely too much stuff in here. And I can't wait to go through and find, you know, click on the flak pages, find all the flak stuff. Heads, outfits, skins, concept art, all that other stuff. I mean, it was just, it's an insane amount of stuff. But I do want to, since we're on the art train, I want to mention that when this big art blast came out, Sung Kim, who you know was a big artist on Battleborn, doing all the cool stuff there, he released a ton of pixel art gifs of art that he created for the Echo device itself. And I'm not sure when these pop up on the little Echo device screen. I'm thinking maybe as you're like selecting through like the skill trees for some of the characters, but all kinds of crazy 8-bit, you know, maybe even like 4-bit animations of the Vault Hunters items guns all kinds of crazy stuff he put out i think like four or five or six to eight to ten to twenty different tweets all about him some were like big you know big compilations of them all running at the same time some were individual ones that he really liked really awesome cool you know retro style stuff that i don't i didn't i didn't see anywhere else maybe it's on the art station just in, you know, an Echo device 8-bit, uh-huh. you know, area. But really cool stuff from him, too. It made me go like, man, I wish I could see this more in the game. Like, yeah, well, when you activate a skill, have it go... Like, a lot of that stuff has to be in the game. And obviously, the, I've seen it on the Echo Cast when I'm looking through things. Like, some of the uh, Crazy Earl stuff, things like that, I've seen those. But, like, yeah. you had a pig getting sliced in half and, and a bunch of... Yeah. And I was like, where the hell is that at? I haven't seen anything like that. I'm like... Is that like chopping floor stuff, or is that stuff that comes up on maybe the Echo Cast that's on the Twitch streaming things? Oh yeah, the Echo Cast stuff. Yeah, go cool. yeah, because he did he did the uh, the badass event stuff mm-hmm. and the like the loot drop stuff. So maybe it's all maybe it's all in there. And since it's not on PlayStation, we can't. We see haven't it yet. seen any of it yet. That's all. That's oh. what I've got to assume. That that makes so much sense because there's like Mo's stuff with her going into Iron Bear. Uh-huh. Maybe if you're watching a Mo's stream, you got going the Echo to Iron cast Bear, up, it does a little single for it. Because yeah. I was thinking the Echo device, like as you're uh-huh. scrolling through, like on your screen there. Oh man, that, that's probably a gee whiz. I sound stupid. <laughs> that's all right. It's okay, Matt. Gosh bless. So they've been busy over there with the artwork whole ton of stuff. I recommend you get over there and check it out if you haven't yet. At least go look at your favorite characters and some of the possible iterations they had and costumes they had them wearing. But if you want to remain spoiler free, as Matt said pre-show, mm-hmm. do be wary. Because of course some bad guys and artwork in there for the bad guys and bosses is in there. Uh, stuff for like the heads and costumes, like I was just saying, you're also in there. So you mm-hmm. may find yourself being spoiled a little bit if you're not careful. So just a cautionary tale for you. Be careful what you're listening to. Be careful what you're looking at. Because if you ain't beat the game yet, it's a volatile area. Okay? <laughs> but another volatile area in more ways than one is the upcoming Bloody Harvest DLC. It was featured in the premiere episode of the Borderlands show, hosted by Greg Miller with Paul Sage on there, too. I don't know who co-hosted it because I didn't have a chance to Fran see Marabella it. It's the third, sir. All right, sounds good. But after the show... Gearbox and the Borderlands Twitter put up a, hey, here's kind of the stuff that was revealed about the upcoming Bloody Harvest DLC. And so I went, well, maybe maybe I won't spoil myself too much and I'll go into this and clicked into that. And it doesn't have, I don't think it has any story spoilers, but they do talk about a new enemy type and then the way that that enemy type will interact with you and the world. So if you don't want to know any spoilers, skip to the following time code. Hit them with it, Danny. 4412. Spoilers in 3, 2, 1. So if you want to know some spoilers, all right, Matt, what he's referring to is that there's going to be these new ectoplasm baddies out in the worlds. Mm. And if you go ahead and find them and kill them, then you're going to get, you're going to harvest their, their ghost or their ectoplasm or whatever, which you're going to take back to a new friendly on Sanctuary. What's- We'll see what I would, I, w- I think that's even after 
the other thing, because it was talking about haunted enemies. When you kill them, yeah, yeah. a ghost will pop the, out. The ectoplasm comes then, out of the, the haunted enemy. You're right, yeah. And that's the one that does the the uh, the, the ability. The debuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So you go through so, the haunted yeah. enemies first. The haunted enemies you're going to find on the different worlds. You get rid of yeah. them. Then the ectoplasm baddie or whatever, the haunter, whatever they call them, are just kind of come out. Like the spirit yeah. comes out. The ghost comes out. And then out. you got to be careful because they can debuff you and screw you up. But if you get rid of them, mm-hmm. then you'll get the ectoplasm stuff goop, which you take back to the new dinosaur that's in Sanctuary who wants it. And if you get enough of those to the dino, that opens up a whole brand new area for you mm-hmm. to go to, in which case there's all the Halloween stuff themes you can imagine. And then you got to fight your way. To the big bossy, who has all sorts of goodies, and they they did show a screenshot of some of the skins you can get as well. So if you don't want to spoil, don't scroll down too far from that. I didn't. I I kind of like got real vague with my with my skimming as it got down to unlock a new area. But what I do think I saw was you get some of the new loot you can get allows you to inflict that terror the that terror debuff on your enemies too, which sounds awesome because anytime I can debuff the enemies. On top of what I can already do with radiation, that just sounds great. Mm-hmm. And if there's cool effects or special things that the terror debuff does, I didn't go deep dive into that either. If there's cool stuff like that, that'd be even better. Just run around with the terror gun, even outside of Halloween, scaring everybody, that'd be the best. Well, Shooting ghosts? Shooting ghosts at people! You know there's going to be like a pack. There's got to be something shooter. like that. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. What I what I was really amazed at because on top of the skins and everything you mentioned and the grenade, I mean not the grenade mods, but the weapon trinkets, the echo device skins, things like that, there's going to be a several new legendaries too. It's two guns, a shield, and uh, a grenade mod that play nice. into the as you were saying the tear mechanic. They didn't. They're not stating how, but somehow plays into that whole tear mechanic. Which, as you you suggested, I think you're right. It's probably going to be part of the cool part of that gun is you're going to be able to then use that mechanic on the baddies and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So that's on top of a new area, on top of a new boss with its own, you know, loot drops and this and that and fun themes and everything going on. You're getting all this new gear to pick up. It's really cool. And I will say the boss looks amazing. I won't say well, who he is or what I- he is or anything in case you're trying to be, you know, super spoiler free or whatever, but he looks awesome. I think I did sneak a peek, but I didn't look close enough to see who or what it was. Oh, okay. Like, I got an impression, and I went, don't look at that, and I, I scrolled immediately gotcha. away. So I won't say it here either, but he looks great. If you want to spoil it for yourself, it's obviously over on the main Borderlands site. All the details, or you can go listen to the Borderlands show with Greg Miller and Fran Marabella and check it out mm-hmm. via that route, although you won't see it. I don't know if you saw the pictures or not, because I just heard most of it. I didn't actually watch any of it. So, no, I, I mean, I would assume they showed it. Just like stills up on the screen, yeah. if anything. But I'm assuming, like I said, it was in my pocket, getting real hot on my phone, trying to you know <laughs> listen to it via like podcast style. Right. So uh, sorry, folks. I'm not sure if they showed it, but there you go. Now I, I totally missed the show itself because I think it came on while we we're at work, and I actually had a busy week. Did they talk about anything else with Paul there? They talk about mayhem mode or anything. Uh, they or was they all, were all they done? they skittled across that. They were talking about just end game stuff in general, some co op stuff. Just they were all over the board. Uh, as you can imagine, okay. with this being the first episode, they were kind of just yeah. jumping all over about their experiences with the game, uh, what to expect, a little bit about DLC stuff here and there. Then of course the mm-hmm. the big bloody harvest event and all that was all going down. Uh, whether they're going to do balancing of weapons, things like that, and game bosses. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. They they were they covered a ton. I would recommend if you really want all the deets to go, you know, go check it out. But a lot mm-hmm. of it's stuff we've covered before. A lot of it's stuff you've heard already. Just all kind of popped into this one big episode of them shooting back and forth. And a lot of it was like on designs and where do they think this will be like game of the year. Uh, what are they, uh, well, you know, yeah. how do they feel about the game? You know, did it, do they think it sold well? Da 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 da, so on and so forth. It was mm-hmm. a good episode, but definitely a lot of random weird things all put together. So I'm sure we'll see it get more succinct as it goes. It was good. It was fun. It's nice to see Paul Sage cool. up there doing it again. And of course, he was excited with the numbers, you know, the numbers. Oh, yeah. And 2K numbers. Man. Yeah, what what are them numbers like? Like a, it's a five and then a comma uh-huh. and then like six zeros Ooh. after it. They said 
Over 5 million units have been sold of Borderlands 3. Some people were saying over 5 million in five days alone. I don't know if that's 100% right, but it sounds right because everyone's playing Borderlands 3 and everybody loves it. It is officially now the fastest-selling 2K game of all time. I think they said in that five days it was 50% more than Borderlands 2 had sold at that point. So, I mean, I see it. Everybody on my friends list is playing Borderlands 3. I'm playing it like a madman. Congrats to Gearbox Software and 2K. It's it's amazing and it's worth it. I mean, it's it deserves all the all the wild success that it's mm-hmm. getting, in my opinion. And then anyway. there's some Twitch fact too. Something about in the seven years that Borderlands 2 is out, Borderlands 3 is already up to like half of all the accumulated oh, hours yeah. that Borderlands 2 had throughout mm-hmm. the seven years. So this is already almost halfway to surpassing seven years worth of streaming of Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. Wild. Which is crazy because people still streamed Borderlands 2 regularly. Uh-huh. It's bananas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those numbers are probably because of me because I've been streaming a yeah. lot at twitch.tv slash Thursday. Exactly. A lot of good hours there. You you are contributing to those numbers. You are helping 2K and Gearbox be their best selves. Damn straight. God, man. So I'm proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. God bless. And speaking of keeping to them proper, perfect selves... They're not stopping yet, boys and girls. They're coming out with patches every week, all these different days. God knows if it's going to be every week or every few days. I don't know, but they've got another one out there. They just popped out another patch, and they said, Hey, everybody, we hope that this is the beginning of some of the fixes you've requested. And then they went ahead and, of course, listed all the different things they're doing, which was a whole bunch. Some of it's PC only, and who cares about PC because PC is for, you know, whatever, people that are way cooler than us, you know. I mean. Rich people, yeah, I rich guess. people. I mean, God, well, I I can barely afford to upgrade my PC for free when a friend spots my <laughs> graphics card. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would actually own it on the PC if I had friends who were on PC, but I don't. So, I mean, if I had like the baddest mamma jamma, I would rock out PC mm-hmm. all the time. Because I mean, I have my PlayStation and Xbox controllers right here. Just plug it in, and play like I normally mm-hmm. would. But my graphics would be sweet, except they wouldn't be because a lot of the problems were that the game was actually playing better on a base PlayStation 4 and Xbox One than on a PC or the PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X. Console Master Race, suckers! Yeah. Base Console Master Race! Woo-woo. Stick to the cheap, you know you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that is some of the fixes in there. You know how we do. Matt gets real mad if I start reading these patch notes and telling you all the crazy things that happen. <laughs> oh, get yeah, he's already getting mad. He's he's he's, look, he's, he's already turned his see, head. He's, 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 he's been eyeballing me for the last three minutes now. Going, is he gonna? Is he gonna just start listing some of this? Let me see. Oh man, I won't list any of it except for one thing. I will say that uh, apparently there was a pipe bomb that was extremely powerful. That everyone's been going mm-hmm. nuts yes. about and going, this has to yes. be nerfed. And it, apparently it did all sorts of explosions it wasn't supposed to do. And it was blowing the mm-hmm. entire world up and killing everything and every, everyone around it. They ner- they got, yeah. they fixed it. They didn't nerf it. They fixed it. It was supposed to never do all those crazy explosions. And so they went ahead and took mm-hmm. that out. And now it's just what it's supposed to be. And I don't know what the name of it was. I was trying to find it for a minute. I got it because I actually used this grenade for quite a while because of its unintended it's unintended effects the porcelain pipe bomb when i used it you threw it down it created like a big old you know area of effect on the on the ground and then it shot little grenades like out in like a circle around it like one at a time pew 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 but if i ran up on an enemy and i threw it on the enemy itself like all of those explosions happened all at once without the area effect going and it just you know, you'd run up on like a mauler or an enforcer, one of the dudes with the shields, mm-hmm. throw it on him, instantly That's dead. Right. Him and everyone around him just gone. Okay. And I was like, this is the greatest grenade ever. And it was hard to, you know, hit him all the time unless you were ran up right in it and blew your shield up at the same time. But I, I'm lucky that I out-leveled the grenade and moved on to some other ones because this would have made me so sad. The The best grenade in history of just... I'll never forget the first time I put it on. I'm like, what does this do? Threw it. Three three people fresh out of doorways all went flying in all different directions. In pieces and parts. And I went, oh, this is the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, I never touched it at all. I skipped right by that. So 
I never got a taste of it. I didn't even know it existed or had a problem until this morning. I happened to see somebody on Twitter saying, I hope in the patch they fixed this thing. And I went, what are they talking about? And then there it was. I feel like it was a quest reward for something, but not not like a big big one. It was just a blue grenade, I mm-hmm. think. But I, I put it on. I was like, oh, it's going to be something to do with poop. That'll be funny. And then the experience I had was momentous. Dang, man. Well, I missed out on that. That's what they call it, zeitgeist. Yeah, the culture. Yeah, I missed out on it. It's over and gone. I didn't get to partake. I don't have any conversation for it. I'm sad. I was left out. (laughs) Oh man, I screwed up. (laughs) Now, one other piece of the patch notes that I, I, I'll try not to read it verbatim, but it's one of the, it's the very first one under general fixes and improvements. They talked about how the kilovolt boss who is a side side boss of the Promethea area. I won't go into any details other than that. A character named Kilovolt. He has an ability that lights up the floor with electricity in certain areas. And what they fixed was, apparently at some points, he would electrify the entire floor, and you could not get away from this ability. Now, I, I only mention this because this was one of the boss spoilers that I talked about in the, you know, the... The video reviews from a couple weeks ago, GameSpot was the one who talked about this. They're like, oh man, the boss mechanics are so weird because this other boss does this, 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 but then Kilovolt, he'll electrify the whole floor and you can't get out, and it's really frustrating. So it was in a video review from a big, you know, big mm-hmm. media industry people as a knock on the game. There it was an accident. They patched it. It's fixed now. So if you had problems, now you're not going to have problems, but dude, it's week two. Everybody's beating Kilovolt like ten thousand times by now. Come on, get out that's of a, here. That's yeah. sadly the truth. It's crazy. I, I've been taking note and finally like peeking at some streams and streamers and stuff. And they're already Mayhem Three, Master Gear. They've the meta, the meta yeah. stuff's already out there. Like the guns you have to get to be meta. And then the builds, of course, mm-hmm. are all popping up. The meta builds, which are all your typical boring, super boring builds of so just. shoot fast lots of power go don't use any extra abilities because they're not worth it i'm like oh darn so all that stuff's out all that stuff's popping off i'm gonna go back into hibernation mode and not look at it again for the next couple days while i finish the game up but afterwards i'll start you know really diving in taking a peek seeing what's going on i have touched the uh uh, the the proving grounds and they were challenging Mm -hmm. it is gonna be a ton of fun i think we're going to have ourselves some really good nights with that because I know you don't like just nice. doing the same quests and crap over and again, but it's like, a, you know, mm-hmm. the horde mode type theme going there. And yeah. I also heard that the circle of slaughter, that's actually rewarding. There's going to be, you get cool drops from it. So Sweet. we can go farm that too instead of just going and doing quests or boss fights over and over again. So we'll have a few things we're going to be able to sink our teeth into that'll hopefully keep us amused and happy instead of just re-rolling a character and never getting any endgame loot or stuff because we just keep re-rolling characters and starting from scratch over and over and over again. <laughs> that, that's cool because I found my first Circle of Slaughter today on the stream when I was streaming it. It was just a, a random thing out in, and I found a, a Mollywan one. I was like, hey, Mr. Torque found another Circle of Slaughter for you. I went, oh, sweet. I mean, we've talked about it on the show like three or four or five or eight times and I hadn't found one at all, and I'm obviously getting towards Endgame now. But I was like, oh, look, there it is. There's one. Where are the other ones that right. I've missed? And like I do with every side mission. I was like, where's it at? Can I, should I? Mm, uh, should, should I? Mm, uh, uh, no, no. Go do the story. Mm-hmm. And quick side note, I was it was kind of weird to find that the Proving Grounds are in their own map. So like when you go to a Proving Ground, it's not like on the... It's not a place on the map or at least the one i found anyway so i thought it was just going to be something you rolled up to and you just went to like you could naturally drive to it and you can't you have to go select it on you know your uh, travel uh screen and then pick it and then you go to this special just little area where it exists what that's kind of what i assumed just i mean not really from their gameplay shots of it because it could Uh could have been anywhere but i assumed since it's a time to run through some stuff I was picturing like its own little mini map or something yeah. where you, you know, spiral down through the dungeon or up the mountain or whatever. Well, then so you had it right, Mr. Sense. Matt. You had it right because that's what it is. I thought it was going to be part of the world, and then of course you'd just be zoned into that area once you drove in. Mm. You know what I mean? I thought you'd yeah, go like do the little so. zone in thing and you'd be there. 
So just not really important, but in case you're wondering, you're not going to just stumble upon those. Uh, you're going to have to find the, the way to open it, and then once you get it, you'll have to go to it via your, your travel thing. So mm. I don't know That's why cool. I'm calling it a travel thing, but whatever. There you go. For your fast travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't gone into many specifics. We had these great plans. We're, I know. We're going to talk about specific quests. We're going to have the actual quest names in the, in the, in the show notes. We're going to tell people exactly what planets we're talking about. We've got topics lined up we want to talk about. <laughs> We've got some discussions we want to have. It's too much, everybody. It's too much right now. It's crazy. But what what I am I am glad about that because like we we've we've both said we're both basically at Endgame right now mm-hmm. so all the really cool quests from like the first two planets are starting to fade back into memories like I was like man let me pick out a cool quest oh there was that one that was man where who who gave it to me what was it so I'm excited to do that more once we're starting to roll through True Vault Hunter and seeing it again and going oh yeah this one. I remember mm-hmm. when they said X, Y, Z. Yeah, okay. That's probably what we'll do is once we're starting our True Vault Hunter mode, then mm-hmm. as it comes to the episode, come on, talk about those uh, missions yeah. and then the wilds there. Because you're right, I prepared in case we were going to, and I went and watched Rad Brad uh, mm-hmm. do his first playthrough, and then he did, of course, some Pandora missions, so I was like watching him do it, and I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that. That was cool, yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, this, I guess that's how I'll do it. But that's an even better idea. That way I don't have to just rewatch an entire playthrough over again, even mm-hmm. though he's a great guy and does some great content. So, you know, just shout out to Rad Brad for no reason, I guess. Hey, there you go. <laughs> You're a fan, so that's what we do. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a cool way of going about it. Like you and I playing together, going through True Vault Hunter, and then, you know, when I'm on my my free time, either just doing side missions just to – freshen up or just popping into people's games and helping them out and like refreshing myself that way but then Mm -hmm. what we talk about on the show is either hey remember that mission or hey in true we got to hear you people are already past it now or you've at least hit it so it's no no huge spoilers because i can Mm -hmm. talk about the end game stuff right now but it's week two if we go through again and then start talking about as we hit it that helps everybody out exactly so there you go. That's how we'll do it. And as for topics, if something's a little lighter, maybe patch notes don't hit or something, you know, whatever, something doesn't click or it's a soft week for just big news, then we'll be able to start squeezing in our topics and uh, things we want to discuss here and there. So we'll get to it. It's all okay. going to come. Don't you worry, everybody. We'll get there. It's all in our brains, fermenting like a fine wine. So while that's fermenting in our brains, we want to know, What's in your brains? What are you thinking about? What do you want to hear about on the show? What awesome guns have you guys found for the legendary loot section that's going to be coming up? So named and trademarked by me. Boom, legendary loot TM. Stamp it. Rubber stamp it right now. But let us know all that good stuff via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshift.me. And find us on Facebook under Third Shift. You can indeed find us there. And real briefly before I go into my shtick and the spiel, I just want to add on to what Matt just said. I not only want to know everything he said, but I also, hey, this is a fresh game, people. Mm-hmm. Get your questions in. Get your comments yeah. in. Get your Talented Tuesdays in. All this Heck stuff. Yeah. We got, I want to see the influx of all the goodness, just like we did back when Borderlands, I mean, Battleborn was fresh and new, and we were getting all the craziness going on. Mm-hmm. It's a fresh new game, everybody. Come on. I know you're out there, and I know you've submitted stuff before. So do mm-hmm. it again with some new... Frickin' Borderlands 3 content, everybody. I want to see it. I want to hear it. I want to taste it. I want to touch it. I want to talk about it. And hey, if you're an art person, Inktober is coming up. That annual draw a picture every day of the month of October thing. And I know I've seen somebody put up a Borderlands 3 Inktober prompts thing. So go find that. Find out which is your favorite prompt. Send it to us, and we will Talented Tuesdayify that stuff. Look I miss that. Talented Tuesday. I want to be drawing stuff. I miss it, but I, it's one of those things I'm going to miss and I'm going to love, and then I'm going to be sad that I wanted to do it again eventually. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't care because I love every one of you, and I want to do it to make you all happy. And one day we'll see our freaking artwork at the Gearbox Studio because it's so damn amazing. 
But until that day, hey, if you like what you hear, like what we're doing, you can head on over to the wonderful Patreon where we have it set up like a tip jar. If you like what you hear, like what we're doing, throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, a thousand bucks, or even that coveted one million dollars, in which case we will open up a food line. We will have a whole aisle dedicated to babies in jars. We'll have an whole aisle dedicated to cold cocks. That's a patented thing from the third shift crew. It is our idea, our product. Nobody can steal it. And we'll have a mascot dressed up, running around like a lunatic, cameras set up everywhere. It's going to be like a reality TV show. Boys and girls, it will be sweet. So if you got a million bucks laying around, you want to throw it our way, please do, and you'll see all that come to fruition. If you cannot... That's fine too. We understand. You gotta pay them bills. Hey, you gotta get the diamond edition of Borderlands 3. You can't give us anything. I understand. Yes, that's you a, do. That's, that's the way the world works, alright? You can, however, support us in any of the other ways we have already talked about just previously. You know, the Facebook likes, all the five star ratings, all the talented Tuesdays, mailbag questions, etc., etc. You know where you can go. Keep us motivated. Keep our hearts pumping. Keep them five stars flowing. And you may just get that story. I'm telling you, it's there, but I got to see. You got to tell me you want it, because I'm not just going to give it to you. <laughs> so, of course, this podcast drops every Friday, and we'll be back in your ear holes on the 4th of October for our very next episode for a quarter-end special, a traditional third shift quarter-end special. We'll be very tired, and we'll be very grumpy. It'll be an awesome show, I'm sure. <laughs> And you can find that awesome show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. Oh, and as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, and subscription. Any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. I don't even <laughs> got to talk about the five stars again. I, <laughs> just five stars, folks. <laughs> show me the love. Show me the love. And with that, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to do what we do. <laughs> hey, you know what it is, Matt. <laughs> Don't, Don't forget, forget to, to save. save. <laughs> <laughs>